everyone, welcome to the Mixtape Book Club podcast. My name is Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge collection of Destiel fan fiction. Um, but in this episode, as our first episode for 2022, we are going to actually take a look back at the previous year and um, give you our 2021 wrapped. So first of all, Elle and I are going to talk about some of the fics that we have read this year and really enjoyed, which didn't make it onto the podcast yet, um, simply because they didn't fit into any of the particular tropes that we covered in specific episodes. Um, but we wanted to mention them because we really enjoyed reading them. Um, so they're being tucked into this little um, 2021 wrapped episode. But before we get to that, we're going to have a little chat about the state of the fandom in 2021. <laughs> one year after the show finished ending and yet we're all still here <laughs> oh my goodness i mean if anyone's mentioned something about the state of the supernatural fandom it's like a you know a face palm kind of reaction to that one but we are uh, we are all still yeah. here our our little corner of the fandom is still um going extremely strong <laughs> I think it's it's less surprising that we're all still here because I never had any doubt about that part. I feel like we're all just kind of in it for the long haul now, pretty much. Yeah. But the, what is more surprising is that somehow we're still getting like new content and new things to scream about on like a weekly basis. And I'm not sure how that's happening. That part's baffling. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. Like we get new... I don't know if it's just because our the people who do discover these things are very vocal about them, so that we we all hear the screaming from around the world um, whenever a new script comes out, or you know, new new tidbits are discovered about something in canon or whatever that we all scream about. Yeah, and I suppose when it comes down to it, I mean, there is fifteen years worth of stuff, so there's just such a lot out there that even now we don't know. That's right, yeah. And uh, maybe one day it'll all come out in some tell-all, uh, you know, autobiography that Misha will write and then we'll all be <laughs> horrified by it. Uh, who knows? See, you know what? I th- the Misha autobiography will be wonderful, but I'm waiting for Jensen's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's like the close-lipped one. <laughs> so That's right, he's got a few stories to tell, I'm sure. You know he has, like, <laughs> he has, but yeah, he's the one I'm waiting for. Mm. But then I'm, I'm, I'm like torn. Like, do I want it all to come out, or do I want to just imagine? That's that's my thing. Like, do I really want to know, or do I want to just keep imagining? But yeah, more years. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I think the thing with with Jensen is in my like, um, you know, parasocial kind of uh, impression of him is that he wouldn't want to rock the boat too much does that make sense like I don't see him <laughs> yeah. as actually giving anything away like that unless and if he did it would be like really sensational thing for him to do so yeah I think he plays it close to his chest yeah. a lot and I think it's like um I think it's a genuine mixture of like actual privacy and just him being a bit of a troll sometimes like I think yes. it's like I think it's just a genuine 50-50 mix of the two with that man mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I definitely don't begrudge him like the privacy part like I really don't um and 
I don't know, the troll part, I just spends too much time with Misha, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, long may it it continue. (laughs) Um, Speaking of stories to tell, uh, you know, the authors in our fandom have certainly not been slacking there. (laughs) During the last 12 months, um, we posted... We, 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 between us, we posted, no, I'm only joking. The whole of the fandom posted 13,000 fics um, tagged as, you know, Castiel slash Dean, which is, um, you know, an extra, like, th- almost three and a half thousand more than, than last year's, than in 2020. And also, on top of that, um, I had a look back through the tags like for the last few years and this is actually the highest total of fix that we've had in one year since 2015 so um i think we've probably got the end of the series to thank for that like the actual you know the fact that the ship went canon and the ending like was not widely liked so everyone like a a large proportion of those fix are likely to be fixits (laughs) yeah and so when we're looking at the, you can, you can sort of filter by tag on, um, on A3 as well. So the, the actual, um, the tags that had the highest number of, of, uh, mentions were fluff, <laughs> um, which was almost mm-hmm. 3000 fixed with fluff in them. Yeah. We needed a lot of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously we were hurting and we needed help with that. Well, I mean, we've also got angst up there with like, you know, one and a half thousand, um, but Canon divergence. Alternate universe canon divergence is like the third most popular tag. So you can tell there that obviously those are the fixits that, um, you know, are trying to yep, make everything that, better. That's the fix it tag right there. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, interestingly, the other um, most popular tags are things like um, Hurt Comfort. That's probably no surprise there. Um, first Kiss, uh, Angst with a Happy Ending. Um, you know, human Castiel features in there as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, probably ones that are always in the top view, um, but also some surprises in there too, so. Yeah, 13,000 fics, though. Not bad for five idiots and some sock accounts. So I think <laughs> right. pretty well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Must be pretty tired by now. <laughs> yeah, got, got a few sore fingers, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, some serious carpal tunnel going on. Also, we've got a lot to catch up with, and we're never going to be complete with. You. Like you could read no. Destiel fic every day for the rest of your life, and probably not be done with it. I reckon. I think I think we need the podcast to start coming out daily. <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got a lot to get through. Yep, we we published eighteen episodes during last year, and each of those had either three or four, sometimes five, um, featured fix in them. <laughs> So um, mm-hmm. all of those fix are, are included in our um, collection on AO3, which, which is linked on, on mixtapebookclub.com um, as well if you want to go and have a look at them. But um, we have a bunch of fix here that we loved reading during the last year that we wanted to mention that possibly haven't uh, actually been mentioned before on any of those episodes last year. So shall we do that now? Um, yeah, let's dig in. Okay. Well, as we were just talking about um, the show ending and canon and fixits, 
Um, I will talk about the Pixit that I really loved, but I did not read until after we had recorded our episode on Canon Fixits, mm-hmm. so I didn't mention it at the time. Um, it might not even have been published at the time when we did that, actually. I know that because there are still new ones coming out every single day, obviously. Um, this one is called um, I Carry Your Heart With Me uh, by Echitara. Um, it's 26,000 words, nearly 27,000 words. So it's a, a nice, kind of like a nice mid-size snack thick. I love fix that are this length because I can kind of finish them in one sitting, but they feel like a good meal. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like a really nice length. Um, so it is, like I said, it's a, a post-canon fix it um one where you know jack has has fixed has fixed the world um and we're dealing with not so much the plot of the canon kind of fixing everything that happened with chuck we're, we're more dealing with with the dean and cast stuff in this though there is some plot that happens along with that in terms of what happens when Cass comes back and how that affects him and his vessel and everything else that's that's going on with that. Was this for a bang or something? Yes it was. Okay so this was um, HDR's DCBB fic this year so it does have lots of lovely um, art pictures in it from um, I believe they pronounce it Verobato. Oh, yeah. Um, it has actually quite a lot of pictures going um, through it, all like full color, lovely art all the way through. Um, so I was quite glad that I actually read this one like on my laptop, so I got to see it as I was reading. <laughs> I didn't have to go back at the end to look for it. Yeah. So that was quite nice. There was some excellent um, DCBB fix posted this year, I have to say. There's, um, I've got uh, so many of them open in my tabs that I just haven't had a chance to get to yet, but they looked like they all looked like they were such high quality this time <laughs> yes Fantastic. we had a good crop this year with DCBB so one of the things that I liked about um, this particular fix-it we obviously have a big crop of fix-its that kind of pick up from where episode 19 ended and then we have like a separate crop <laughs> that deal with um, episode 20 and either change it or pick up kind of from the heaven end of it or kind of change slightly what happened with that one yeah uh, this is one of the the second group so this picks up i know this is this is this is gonna be triggering for some people this picks up right after the nailing incident <laughs> um and basically starts with uh dean with a metal spike in his back oh um, my goodness yeah um and instead at that moment you just get sudden appearance of very angry angel <laughs> mm-hmm. um and obviously this there's some explaining to do at that point um because up until that moment both dean and sam both thought that Cass was still in the empty yeah um so there's, there's some there's some talking about that to be done um jack has just like in just like in canon jack you know kind of fixed the world he's up in heaven hands off um, which is where Cass has been all of this time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the loveliest aspects of this particular fix-it, I think, is that you find out kind of in, in little tidbits throughout, though it becomes kind of more of a feature later on, um, is you find out that Dean has been praying to Cass this whole time. 
Um, and obviously Cass has not been responding because he's in heaven. And he has, you know, his reasons for not responding, um, which kind of get peeled back in in layers as, as the story goes on. Um, so, you know, he, he gives an initial reason for responding, which isn't necessarily a lie, but there are definitely other reasons that he had for not yeah. responding. Um, but what you find out is that Dean's prayers were not necessarily just him talking to Cass, but also doing other things such as um, reciting poetry and singing. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> which Cass was rather enjoying. <laughs> Okay. So he may not have been hurrying as much as he otherwise would have done. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm gonna have to can't, read this. Can't blame the guy for in- yeah. Can't blame the guy for enjoying some communication when he actually finally gets it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of a, like a little like back like recurring background aspect that it keeps being mentioned now and again that that happened, um, and kind of becomes you know more important as it, it goes along, but. It was just so charming, <laughs> and at the same time, it was, I don't know, it just fit Dean so well in this, in the kind of like the emotional turmoil that he was in. Yeah. Um, it, it was wonderful, and I loved that. And I don't think I'd ever read that before, so I was very pleased with that. It was lovely. Um, Sounds awesome. I also enjoyed that in true Dean and Cass style, the first thing that they do pretty much when they see each other is argue about things <laughs> even though you know great to see you now i'm gonna yell at you um the other main feature of this fix it which is fun for me being a general like true form wing fan um is that very shortly after Cass is back and they're effectively not talking about it um they, oh, so say they, they're hunting, um, there's a witch, there's a spell, um, and it hits Cass, and he is, they're, they're not quite sure for quite a while what it is that the spell actually does. They do work it out kind of later, um, what the spell does, but it essentially kind of causes his grace to be continually leaking from his body. He's kind of like a, like a leaky pot <laughs> for a lot of this oh for a lot of this story um so and it's kind of like almost like parts of his true form are kind of showing through um, at one point like his true form erupts entirely and dean has to like get him back into his vessel it's all very dramatic at one point it's great um <laughs> and also just that you know he's just like wandering around the bunker with just like these little wisps of grace like escaping and wings and just like eyes all over him here and there just like <laughs> all the rest of it um but dean loves it like he like it once he gets amazing. over the shock of it like <laughs> yeah once he gets over the shock of it he's just like oh okay well this is this is Cass, and i'm used to it now and i like it it's fine <laughs> so of course he does um yeah <laughs> it's 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 lovely how much of a big deal it's not so yeah it's, it's very nice and um i don't know the whole thing is very charming and unique and i was very entertained by the entire thing i it was one of those fics where when i read it i didn't realize that it was almost twenty-seven thousand words like it was one of those ones where i felt like i just read like an eight or nine k like one shot and then realized how much i'd read <laughs> so awesome. it was great 
Okay. <sighs> okay, there um, we go. I've probably babbled enough about that one, but please go read it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's very sweet. Um, um, also, you know, like, uh, what was I just about to say? Nope, no idea. <laughs> that, that one escaped me. Um, yeah, my brain just blue screened the way that Dean's does multiple times throughout this fic. So, um, it's love it when that happens. To yeah. Dean, like not to me, obviously. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> happens to me far too often, but I do love it when it happens to Dean. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's domestic. There's a little bit of like kind of cast womp going on here. So you've got your hurt comfort. Um, you've got a little side helping of um, Sam and Eileen going on. Yeah, really solid, like comforting, nice fix it to read. If you want to read, if you want to read more. Uh, canon kind of fix it fix then go and listen to our last episode about alternative endings i think it was episode 25 uh, we talked about a bunch of different um canon uh you know alternative endings uh, which were all great enjoyed all of those so yeah um all right all right your turn cool okay well, since we're on talking about DCBB, um, this one is also one of those. Um, it's called Impression by Tia Matt V. And I think that you have read this one as well, right? This is the, yes, the dragon, dragon one. Right? Okay, so yeah. I've like the Pern series is like one of, I read them when I was like a teenager, like long ago in yeah, the mists of time. Um, I I <laughs> oh, own on. all of these Pern books. I just haven't read them for a really long time. But I've always loved, um, you know, story, like dragon riding. You know, I, when How to Train Your Dragon came out of the movies, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because I just love the idea that, <laughs> you know, you can ride dragons instead of slaying them. Um, mm-hmm. So when – and I've always I've, – I've got like a dragon rider AU myself in the back burner somewhere trying to – I just haven't – had the time to write it so when I saw this one was coming out for DCBB I was so excited and um it is it was worth the hype because it is just absolutely gorgeous <laughs> so like um Dean and Cass both live in a weird so basically this is not um it's not a Pern crossover but it's um set in the world I don't think it's set on Pern or it's heavily inspired by it, at least. So they live in um, in a weir uh, with the dragons and um, they have to fight. Instead of fighting the threads that are in the Pern universe, they're, they're like actually fighting demons that are coming through from another world or whatever. Um, and so the dragons fly out and fight the demons and whatever, which is really I like the way that the, the supernatural universe is actually incorporated into this fic is brilliant. Like it just fits really well. <laughs> the way that that um it's been sort of added in there um and this has like a really lo- lovely sort of best friends to to lovers type slow but like really really slow burn so much that by the time they're actually you know gonna get together you're just screaming at them like oh, for god's sake just <laughs> it's really obvious to everyone yeah. except them like um yeah it's one of those ones where it, the, the tension just builds up so much. You're just like really um, screaming at them by the end. But, oh, so good. That, that author does do a really good slow burn, I have to say. So. Yes. 
Um, I don't. I don't know. We might one day. We might do like a dragon, um, you know, or another creature fic maybe episode to talk about this particular yeah. fic. So I don't really or want to maybe, go into the um, details too much. But um, we might have to. Have we done just a fantasy episode? Remind me. I'm not sure if we have. Uh, we've done little bits of fantasy, like we've done fairy tales and we've done, you know, witches and familiars and stuff. But we haven't done. Yeah, I, guess I feel like we've done sp- specific. Yeah, like kind of specific tropes within. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, Fantasies are pretty say, within broad. the fantasy umbrella. Yeah. Because yeah. I would honestly love to pick this author's brain. Because <laughs> yes. they've done some wonderful fantasy AUs. Um, I guess if you just mentioned the Pern one, it would be a good time for me to bring up. I won't talk in depth about this one either, but. This one is also by them, um, which is Storm and Sentinel, and it was their um, Harlequin Challenge fic this year, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, I guess, in some ways a similar, um, I don't know, it's got a, a kind of similar feel to it in some ways, I would say, having read both, in that it's it's got that kind of fantasy element to it it's got the slow burn element to it like the friends to eventual lovers slow burn (laughs) um, going on um in this one castiel is a storm mage um he basically puts out storms in this particular universe they have these horrific kind of hurricane like storms and tornadoes um but the storms are kind of magical there are people that say that they're living um, almost they're kind of like myths that they're the storms have hearts and that they're real like living creatures all kinds of things Mm. um how much of that is true people don't know but um they have these storm mages that go out and control them and put out the storms um because the storms have pretty nasty side effects where they change people and they turn people into these black-eyed demon-like creatures or versions of themselves which they're not themselves anymore after they've been drenched in these storms if they stay out in them too long Um, so when Cass develops his powers, when his powers awaken and he becomes a storm mage, um, Dean signs up to be a sentinel, which is basically, um, basically a knight to protect the mages. Um, Dean's one of the best sentinels that they have. He, um, trains with, with Bobby um sam ends up being like a kind of i can't remember exactly what they're called but he's basically like a a book mage so he's kind of like somewhat of a kind of lesser mage because dean and sam are of this kind of lesser cast basically but um he's very damn good at what he does (laughs) uh being being our sam you know um and uh cast can be kind of an asshole in this fic he's incredibly grumpy um some of which is affectionate and some of which is just him being just just him being cast incredibly grumpy through and through um storm mages don't do the emotional thing very well um kind of kind of reminds me of the whole angels don't really do emotion thing that they have going on in canon Um, which helps provide that long, slightly angsty slow burn that you've got going on, particularly as it's told from Dean's point of view. Um, and he very much buys into this whole 
storm mages don't do this, they don't feel this, kind of. He, he really buys into that and he doesn't think that Cass has any interest in that. So, like, seeing it from his point of view, you get this kind of, like, slightly angsty, long slow burn. And by the end, like you said, you just kind of want to scream at them to get their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great. The story is great. The plot is great. It's a wonderful, like, twist to the plot at the end, which, like... I, I went back and like read the chapter twice because I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I had to go back <laughs> and read the chapter again. Because um, I was like, there have got to be like details here that I missed. Like, wow. Like I, I went back and read it and it was great. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that one. So same author. Brilliant. But definitely recommend their like slow burn fantasy AUs. Yes. Um, so yeah, just quickly mention one more um, fantasy AU that I have been that actually also came from DCBB this year. Um, that I've I'm in the middle of reading it actually, um, so I can't say too much about it yet. But um, it's called This Cursed Sanctum by All My Stars. Um, it's like forty three thousand words, uh, and it's an alternative universe where angels are like the these really nasty kind of uh, conquerors basically of like I'm only a few chapters in so I don't have the full kind of picture of what this world is is like at the moment but um they they've taken over like the human world basically and they're keeping them under the thumb as it were they're not allowed to go out at night without you know a reason to and all that um and Cass is the only like there was a slaughter of angels at one point and Cass is the only survivor of this particular group of angels that live in this garden like this secret garden kind of type thing and um and so I'm not sure what is how they're going to meet each other but Dean and Sam have been um, smuggling human children out of this town that they live in to get away from the angels and um it's just the the world building it is brilliant like I'm only a few chapters in I'm just like this is so cool <laughs> just the way that the, um the you know the whole world has been put to being put together so um i'm going to keep reading that one but yeah another great um like if it, yeah i find if a fantasy au if the world is not you know really well constructed in the first couple of chapters and it doesn't suck you in enough and you're you're not really sure what's what's mm -hmm. happening and where you're going with with things but um but yeah this one's doing a really good job yeah, I've got another one actually that was um, a DCBB one, um, but to take to take a break from the fantasy genre and to go to a more kind of modern AU for people who want a break from canon but maybe aren't into kind of the heavier fantasy stuff. Yeah, there was a DCBB from um, Violet Haze this year. Um, I've read quite a few of their fics. I enjoy their writing in general, um, but their DCBB this year hit a few of my favourite tropes and I was very pleased to see it when uh, it came out and I just read it a little while ago kind of finally finally got to it on my Mark Felita list and kicked myself for not having read it already yeah. <laughs> um, so in this story it's called A Weed in Any Other Place um, Cass is an author um, who is trying to work on his second novel and it is not going very well <laughs> yeah. um, and he's fairly yeah fairly convinced that his first one was a fluke and he's really struggling to get anything done and he's on his way from a meeting with his agent and his car breaks down and he manages to get his car to the nearest garage which just happens to be 
the Winchester and Son auto business. Mm, yes. And somehow sitting in this garage with like all the passive noise and stuff like that that, that goes on, somehow he manages to like write a bunch of words while he sat there in the waiting room of this particular like auto place getting his, his car worked on. And mm. so he's super happy. That's great. The fact that it has a cute owner was also a, a, a bonus, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. So he goes home the next day he's, and he's like, great, okay, I've broken through my writer's block. This is, this is wonderful. And he sits down and he can't write again. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> um, so he ends up basically with like his tail between his legs going back to this garage and being like, look, this is embarrassing, but can I just like sit in your waiting room and write? <laughs> oh, um, so cool. Luckily, the... Yeah, the receptionist at the garage is Charlie, and she's just like, sure, that's that's fine, that's, that's cool by me. Um, obviously, she has to run it past uh, the owner first, who luckily is currently Dean, um, that we find out later it's not quite that simple. <laughs> um, mm. So, uh, you know, he basically starts stopping by a couple of times a week, um, slowly kind of starts to form a friendship with Dean they start kind of sharing lunches and um you know just slowly falling in love it's wonderful um but some of the best parts about this I think is that a lot of the time we have um Cass having quite a shitty family in fanfic (laughs) (laughs) because you know in canon doesn't have that great a family so yes (laughs) you know it makes sense um in this one he actually has a pretty spectacular family like they're really fun to read like they're very supportive um he has <laughs> that they, they basically are like his wingmen <laughs> they, they go into the store and just try to like end up basically it's not even that subtle I was gonna say like subtly giving his number to Dean and like setting up for them to like see each other outside of the garage it's not even remotely subtle actually the way that it happens (laughs) but but it's just it's very nice to see for some reason like it was kind of heartwarming to see that like Cass had this like very nice like family and was like loved and supported for once yeah um that's the same cannot be said for Dean in this story um and that plays like a major part of, of this story like part of the kind of main plot um is um, to do with john winchester's a plus parenting um and his leaving and then eventual return at some part during this fic um does have a happy ending there's a little bit of, of angst in there to do with that but it, it is it is minor and it does have a happy ending um it's just generally a very very cute story other than that um but yeah it, it's lovely i just really really enjoyed it and it's 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 not too long it's a little bit chunky it's uh 63,000 words so kind of mid-length really yeah um I know people sometimes complain when I call fix that long mid-length but it's mid-length to me okay (laughs) (laughs) it's not long until it hits I would say at least 100 for me but each to their own on that one (laughs) fair enough Oh, I should mention about that one as well, that um, it has the whole, like, language of flowers thing working throughout it. So, yeah, so Dean, uh, you learn in the story that Mary used to love flowers and 
basically taught Dean to love them. So he always puts like flowers on the counter of the garage um, and basically kind of starts telling Cass about like what they mean and they start like texting pictures of flowers backwards and forwards to each other and stuff. It's very cute. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Very cute indeed. Um, all so, right, I have a, I have a cute important one. interruption. <laughs> no, I've got a cute one lined up here. Um, good, good. When, uh, like, I think we've spoken about this already, but when uh, a few months ago, when at a con, um, someone asked Misha for a prompt, a fanfic prompt, and he said uh, that Dean's yes. a, a caretaker <laughs> in a, re- a fast food restaurant and um, Cass is the I president. I never thought so many good fics would come out of there this. Were heaps. Seriously, but there were some good ones. Yeah, I mean, I've put, we've talked about some of them already. And I think I might have mentioned this one before, but it's finished. It's complete now. Um, this is uh, called Sir. This is a Wendy's by, um, I'm going to say this wrong, Noviembre. Obviously, Cass is the president. He comes into into the Wendy's uh, where Cass, where Dean is working um, to, to give like a special uh, television broadcast. Or, I, I don't know. I've read so many of these fics now. They're getting a bit mixed up. But bottom line is <laughs> um, they meet by accident and you know form like some kind of a impression on each other and then later on uh there's like a disaster and Cass comes back to to the place where the Wendy's is I did read this one um and they strike up a, a friendship and then and so I haven't actually read the final chapter this is five chapters now 40,000 words um it's uh, it's only mature okay. I don't think there's any actual like you know it's, there's no smut in it but it's um it's super cute, and for the, for them to take this prompt and turn it into something so adorable is quite a feat, I think. It's, um, like, a, a lot of them have been really great, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this one in particular. Yes, I have actually read that one. Um, I read that one, I think I binged it after the last episode, last episode, after the last chapter yeah. um, posted. But, yeah, it was very cute. I, I liked it. It was adorable, so... Yeah, so Definitely I think second to that people should ask for fanfic um, prompts like more often at cons. That'd be good. Yeah, I think that should just be like a standard question now. That should replace the prank question. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. We don't want to know about that crap anymore. Just ask, ask for prompts, <laughs> we, we, please. We, we already know all of the pranks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how long it'll take before they start getting to the really weird ones. <laughs> So if you would like something that's equally as adorable, but a bit longer, so you want kind of a, a meatier fic to get your teeth into that's got some kind of plot going on with it. Um, and some kind of the, the plot is external to Dean and Cass, that they're involved in it and kind of investigating it, but they're not, you know, there's no kind of angst between them necessarily. Um, <clears throat> then there is a great um, story. Who is this by? Oh, this is this is a mittens fic. Okay, this is um a Mittenwraith DCBB. I said these DCBBs were a good yeah. crop this year. <laughs> okay, um, this is called "You Held It in Your Hands" um, by Mittenwraith, and the art is by oh, I'm the worst pronouncer of names. <laughs> Have a go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Solstheim art. Solstheimart, something like that. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. I will say that much. Like this art is stunning. 
it's so colourful and I'm now just staring at Dean's freckles in the first picture oh. <laughs> instead of looking at the summary like I should be um, <laughs> yeah it's the art in this is beautiful so uh, this is a hospital AU they are both um, medical residents in this Dean and Cass they actually meet just before um, they realize that they are medical residents they meet in kind of like their orientation and they kind of hit it off a little bit there's a little bit of a kind of connection there um, and then they realize that they are actually roommates mm. um, so you've got a, a roommates thing going on a, a hospital thing going on um, there's a mutual pining thing going on um, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of quite sweet in this is that um, as with kind of a lot, lot of medical things they end up um, working opposite shifts for a lot of this um, fic which turns out to be somewhat deliberate there is some um, scheduling and things happening in the background which there's, there's there are things there are things going on at this hospital yeah <laughs> um, and um, they are being deliberately put on opposite shifts to kind of try and force them to be with other people that they don't want to be with and they don't have any interest in um, so they end up kind of writing letters to each other it starts off with them like leaving post-its to each other on the fridge um, but then it starts kind of very quickly becomes not enough <laughs> so mm. they start like writing letters to each other even though they live together um, it's it's very very sweet it's very sweet um, and it's yeah it's lovely <laughs> I really can't recommend it any more than that yeah so there is some light angst in terms of the plot that's happening and the fact that they are kind of forced into these like opposing shifts um and you know they've, they've kind of got that whole mutual pining um it's it's told from dean's point of view and he doesn't really think that it's ever going to work out at one point um but you know it does we get a happy ending it's 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 adorable but it's you know quite gripping as well because of that whole plot aspect that's going on there's a bit of a kind of mystery that they're trying to solve as to what is going on at this hospital yeah um i like the tag that like think of this as a dr sexy au um because i worked in hospitals and nothing about this is remotely realistic <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not it's not supposed to be it's all good fun um it doesn't read as kind of necessarily unrealistic when you're reading it like you're not reading along and it's it you know feels ridiculous or anything but i'm sure if you work in a medical setting you know you're probably expecting a lot of medical stuff to be happening and this isn't necessarily a story about medical stuff this is definitely a dean and cast story yeah um but yeah it, it's it's a place it's a very sweet um fun story some very light angst which is more like more like some some kind of light like melodrama that's happening but yeah good fun very cute one does sound cute. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm having a trouble segueing myself. Um. <laughs> Have I backed you into a corner with a medical AU? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when I think about about medical AUs, I always uh, randomly my brain goes to like um, Castiel's Lost Wings and Fire and Ice type medical, you know, things, and then then my brain has yeah. now segued into. Uh, 
blaming wings for all of the reasons that I haven't read a lot of fic this year because I've been stuck in down to Agincourt and it's all her <laughs> fault. <laughs> or maybe I should say thank you. Thank you for getting me into this, uh, you know, several million words worth of um, story. So now since, most of your since we had that her on, our, on, on that episode earlier last year, like maybe April or something last year, um, I've, I've read through the, f- the first three books. So I'm up to book four um, and I lo- I'm loving it. Like to, to start with, it was it, 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 like the first book and maybe half the second book is quite a slog because there's a lot of plot and a lot of talking and a lot of things that you just don't understand at the time. You're just like, what is going on? I have no idea. But as you go on, um, I was I was told that it would start making sense and it does and um, the slow burn is the longest and most annoying slow burn <laughs> that I've ever read but it's so good <laughs> that um, by the time something actually happens and they, they actually end up together um, it's like fireworks <laughs> it's like yes <laughs> so um, so yes thank you I, I am loving it and, and I will get through book four, but I would like, it was, it's kind of, it's funny because book four is so long. It's like, you know, over 500,000 words and it's not complete. So to even start it without it being complete is really, I'm not sure if I want to, (laughs) but where the story (laughs) is at the beginning of book four is like, uh, I need to know what's going to happen next kind of thing. So I feel like I'm probably going to start reading it, um, you know, until we get to a point where the plot kind of is slowing down again, and then I'm like, okay, okay, I can read something else now. <laughs> I've been <laughs> to having the point where you get a bit of a breather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been having breaks, like to obviously read stuff for the podcast, but over over Christmas, I like I had a few weeks off, and I did read like basically the whole of book three, and um, yeah, it's just just such a brilliant world that uh, is. You know, when we talked about this in the, in our episode about Enverse, um, in that in this the episode doesn't really t- show what's happening outside, like Camp Chautauqua itself, like that it's very, um, you know, we don't we don't hear anything about what's happening at all outside of this one camp, and and what what Lucifer's up to. So um, for the it then to be extended to not just like kansas but the like the whole of the u.s and then what's happening outside of the u.s and like it's um just very detailed like extremely detailed um world that's been built there so i'm it's very impressive yeah it's kind of fun that they did that with the episode really because it gave so much opportunity i mean i'm sure they weren't thinking at the time we're going to give so much opportunity but (laughs) so like a lot of authors like if you if you want to hear more about other inverse stuff including um Wings herself wrote a really brilliant, um, uh, you know, alternative ending for that episode, um, which actually ties into the ending of the show and everything. Uh, we talked about that in that episode too. So, um, yes, I love that one. That's one of my favorite Enverse stories, actually. Yeah. So, yes. Go read. <laughs> which episode was that? That was episode number. Oh, and I want to say like nine or <laughs> ten or something. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. There we go. Well, I don't actually have any end verse on my list because I don't think, off the top of my head, I don't think I read any new end verse this year. 
I did reread some old embers, but I don't think I read any new. But um, what I did read was a I mean, tangentially related kind of um, was a season four kind of retelling almost. Mm. Um, it's very much canon divergent but it does follow some of the main plot beats of season four so it is a retelling you are going to get um some of those kind of like you know they're trying to stop lilith um heaven and hell want dean um all all those kinds of main kind of plot beats um however there are some very important differences (laughs) um and i really enjoy fix like that sometimes where it's like canon but but done differently yeah um, and this particular one is called Contingency. Um, it was written by uh, Cheerful Shinigami on AO3. Um, because it is a kind of retelling of a whole season and doing the whole thing differently, it does clock in at 123,000 words, um, 15 chapters by the time it was done. One of the most fun things about this, I'm not going to like give too many spoilers because there's a lot of kind of plot stuff going on here. Um, obviously, because they're dealing with the whole <laughs> plot of the season. But one of the most fun things about this is that for a whole bunch um, of the season, um, Dean and Cass share a body. Oh. So it's it's a Cass. Uh, it is a Dean Winchester as Castiel's vessel kind of story. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> Which gives us the wonderful tag, two dudes, same dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, it's it's really, really, like, brilliantly done. I loved this story. Um, this was one of those ones where, like, I wanted to read it as it went along, but, like, a chapter a week wasn't enough. So I ended up, like, hoarding a few chapters <laughs> so that I could then, like, read a few, like, binge a few. And then I'd have to, like, wait for a few more and then binge a few more. Yeah. I think I've had um, this one yeah, open so in a tab since um, they started posting and I just haven't done it yet. But it's, yeah, it does well, sound amazing. It, it's done. It's really good. You get lots of um, like healthy, well done, like brotherly feels in this as well. So it's got that like, I don't know, that good, like classic SPN feeling to it. Um, mm. And also like cast in a waistcoat. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> what else do you want? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and this is one of those stories as well for the people who enjoy Sabriel. It's one of those like I think they tagged it like Sabriel if you squint. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> like if you enjoy it, you can definitely read read into it that that's going to probably occur. Um but it's it's also not there and not explicit, so it's if it's not something that you enjoy then you, you don't have to have it there on the page. Um but it's it's definitely there for those who like it. Yeah. Um, there are so many different things I could say about this, but I also don't want to like spoil the actual plot stuff because most of the plot stuff, if you know season four, you're going to recognize the main kind of beats and things that are happening here. Um, but the way that the way that they happen is often kind of slightly different. You're going to see different things. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it without spoiling it all. Just just go read it. It's a lot of fun. Sounds great. Da, 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 da. Yeah, canon with a twist. And two dudes with one dick. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I briefly mentioned that without mentioning too many actual fix, but there, um, this year seems to have been accidentally. Um, so I've read quite a few fix in, where it's actually been pre-series. So it's been, for whatever reason, uh, either Cass has gone back in time to meet Dean before the season started, or um, they've met pre-season four, like for 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 whatever reason. Um, and I didn't, you know, seek these out or anything it just <laughs> happens that I've read like three or four of different ones um and yeah I've, I've, I've got like this big soft spot now for like baby Dean like pre-season uh in that time when he's hunting on his own you know when you know the Stanford era kind of thing where Sam's not there and um John's kind of leaving him to do jobs on his own and stuff like I I, I don't know I just yeah I love it I I never really read that many of them never, before. Yeah, I never but really this... read many of them either. Mm-hmm. But then we read a couple, I can't remember which trope it was, we read a couple for the podcast and it kind of opened me up to that whole <laughs> that whole idea, really. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I think it might have been um, the time travel um, episode. So, yeah, we talked about, uh, we talked to Unicorn Poe about their fic, but there's a couple more in that episode 24 where we t- did talk about time traveled to pre-series yeah i never really read too many of them before but this t- this last few months i seem to have um stumbled on a few and there was that one that dcbb um by is it la story x i don't know how to how they say yes. their name um that's so also good. a pre-series one yeah and that's um worth a read definitely as well it's really good it's called it's called a different I kind of monster is that right it. Different kind of monster. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I really I was enjoyed that one. I reminded of that one today because somebody shared a piece of art from it that I hadn't seen before, which was an oh, the artwork piece, is which I don't beautiful. remember being in the fic, and I, I'm not sure if it was like new art that they did after posting or if it was just that I didn't pay attention to the art because I, I think I'm not, maybe I read it on. I might have downloaded it to read. So maybe I just didn't see the art when I read it. No, there was definitely some Um, art that I hadn't seen when I... Because I'm I'm sure I read it on my phone. uh, I didn't see all the art at the time. So I don't know if they added it later or how that worked. But um, the art is beautiful. The art is by... I definitely saw some today that was explicit. And I definitely don't remember seeing explicit art in it when I read it. Because I'm sure I would have remembered that. Yeah. (laughs) But that was pretty hot. I liked it. So... But yeah brilliant story definitely well worth checking out especially as it was the first thing that he wrote and uh yeah i think that deserves some extra um kudos and nods there for not only writing all of that but then going ahead and posting it for dcbb i think i'm not sure i'd have been brave enough to do that so right i know well they did a, he did a brilliant job one of my most read fics of the year because I went back and read it several times so it would be a miss of me not to mention this I think <laughs> yes um, so back when we did um, which episode was, number was it it was Space Gaze <laughs> um, so what number was 13. Space Gaze track 13 yeah <laughs> so I was utterly convinced that we talked about this at the time, but I have gone back and looked even on the extended fic list on the blog, and I can't see this on there. So 
I can only apologise for not mentioning this at the time if that's the case. <laughs> um, because this is an older fic. This was published back in 2012. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, this is an older one. And it's actually somewhat... Um, it's not like a crossover or anything like that, but it is a Star Trek-inspired fic um, in that it's set in um, the Star Trek universe. Um, it's, like I said, not a crossover. There's no Star Trek characters in it or anything like that, but that's the, the universe that they're set in. Um, in this particular fic, uh, which is called Hold Me Close um, by Twisting Vine X, um, it's not very long. It's just under 8,000 words. Um, and one of the things that impresses me about this fic is how much they pack into 8,000 words without kind of feeling like they're just info dumping and like kind of overwhelming you. Like this is a, a, definitely a story that you could read without having ever watched any Star Trek and yet not be confused about any of it. Yeah. So in this story, Dean is, um, I think he's... 20, early mid 20s no he's 29 he is 29 uh, he basically gets tired of living in like a shitty little town and decides that he is going to sign up for the engineering um, faculty of Starfleet right yeah so he goes and he signs up and um, in his class the second year of class um, he gets put to basically sit next to this like Cass, obviously, but this like stunning like guy that he's never seen before, um, and he introduces himself to him, and he realizes that this guy is half Vulcan. So obviously, Cass is our kind of Spock equivalent yeah, yeah. in this story, um, and even in just a few lines, without really pointing it out, the author manages to kind of give you the impression that Cass is surprised that Dean would talk to him and not treat him differently. Um, and obviously Dean doesn't really have those kind of prejudices because Dean has not spent enough time in space to have developed any. <laughs> so um, obviously they become um, best friends fairly quickly. Dean gives up flirting with him fairly quickly when it just seems like it doesn't even register. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so they become best friends and then you have kind of a time jump to I think it's maybe three years later um, when they are assigned um, on a ship together and they are on a planet exploring and they are in a cave and there is a cave-in mm. um, and then it becomes kind of a kind of a rescue story but then there is another element um, anybody who is familiar with the Star Trek universe and the Vulcan um, kind of race will know what Ponfar is <laughs> and how it uh, kind of turns into it's it's kind of a Star Trek equivalent of the fan fanfic like fuck or die trope um, and uh, it, how to explain it it's like a, a biological drive that they have um, and unfortunately for Dean what could have been like a, a like excuse for some kind of like very sexy encounter um, doesn't go that well because it turns out that Cass would rather shoot Dean than have Dean have sex with him against his will. <laughs> so um it, it does it doesn't go as like, you know, uh fanficy as the trope would suggest. <laughs> so um but yeah, it all turns out kind of okay in the end. One of the other things I like is that the ending is also not um not 
perfect. Like it, it's very hopeful and things are going to work out for the two of them. Um, but it also doesn't kind of, you know, just paint over everything that happened and make it go away. Like it's clearly something they're going to have to deal with. Um, but like it needs it, to be more of this like story. They, <laughs> yeah, but they packed a lot into 8,000 words without ever making it feel rushed, which was, I think, is quite a skill in itself, really. I wish there was a lot more from this author. So, yeah, I definitely would recommend that. Like, a short read, but, like, very satisfying for a short read, um, right. which is one, you know, why I've been back to it a few times, because sometimes you just want to read something to kind of, I don't know, get, get out of the real world for a minute, but you don't have time to sink into, like, 20k a fic at that moment. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of a like a go-to for me for that. So awesome. very much enjoy this one. Well written, very satisfying. Like I said, does not require any knowledge of like the Star Trek universe or anything like that. It's kind of all explained as it goes along, um, and it's kind of fairly obvious in the in the way it's written. Um, but if you do have knowledge of that universe, obviously it probably has like extra layers to it that you would enjoy that other people might not get. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just fun. I enjoyed it. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of questionable biological urges, um, <laughs> I have to give a shout out. We have talked about this one in depth already in our, um, I would say the crack episode. Yes, so episode 22, crack episode, we talked about um, Secret Garden by Miss LV, which is the one where... Um, where Cass looks yep. after the garden. Shamelessly love this story. And, <laughs> and Dean is a plant in the garden and, yeah, they get it on in various plant-related ways. Um, and I've just I only read it one time and it just sticks in the back of my head. It sticks And whenever I Look. see potatoes, I just go, oh. <laughs> when, I, when I see, like, um, like, a building or something that's got a plant, like, climbing up the outside of it I go oh <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just I can't look, look at plants anymore <laughs> if Miss Elvie wants people to be ashamed of enjoying these fics then they need to stop writing them so well because <laughs> it was a great it was a great story like by the time you got through the, the oh my god they're... kind of aspect of it it was it was good it was hot yeah they're brilliant like I, I feel like there are two different camps of people that um read these stories there are people that um read them and are unbothered there's like the the dead dove do not eat readers <laughs> yes. who just read them and are completely unbothered by it yeah and then there are the readers who read them and just enjoy it in spite of themselves like they read it and then as long as they don't stop part way through and think <laughs> about what it is that they're reading yeah then they will enjoy it <laughs> then but they'll get to the end and then just be like what the did I just read read? (laughs) (laughs) because they are written so well that they're really compelling yeah yeah (laughs) really are I mean obviously it's stuck it it sticks in your head for um you know because it's so out there but um yeah yeah and it's so creative like you have to like points for creativity like across the board on every single one of Miss LV's stories they're definitely ones where you know got to read the tags every time because um, <laughs> you know they, they range from mildly bizarre to 100% dead dove do not eat the whole way through yep so definitely read the tags every time that is what they are there for um but 
they are really well written yeah really really well written yeah so. really well. and I, it, that one in particular had a great little um you know like a setting like the world was built around this you know plant fucking story and um yeah. you know it drew you in <laughs> and then you know gave you a you know injury brain injury <laughs> like i don't know it was um yeah, yeah. left you staring at the face <laughs> at the end <laughs> my brain just did one of those blue screen things yeah um yep yeah Anyway. They they have a habit with their writing as well of often like the last like paragraph or so will just introduce a little something or put a little twist at the end that will just kind <laughs> yes. of leave you like oh oh okay okay right. <laughs> didn't expect that All to right happen then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> have you got any left on your list um, let me how can you segue from you know I mean is cucumbers. there any way to segue from <laughs> cucumbers um (laughs) (laughs) um can i cucumbers salads salads go with italian food this this (laughs) fic is half set in italy (laughs) welcome to friend of carlotta's azuro (laughs) i guess (laughs) i am so sorry friend of carlotta what did i just do to you um (laughs) okay um so this is a very cute two-person love triangle, friends to lovers, mutual pining story, yeah. um, which um, was posted this year. Yes, it was. Um, it is not for a bang. For a second, I thought it was another DCBB. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this is not. This is not um, a bang. It's just under 30,000 words. So this is a story um, where... Dean's family were military so when he was younger um, they were posted for a while in Italy and when he was 13 years old he met a blue-eyed boy who lived in Italy with his eccentric artist aunt um, and had a little like teenage summer of love with (laughs) this uh, boy and you have um, each chapter is kind of set up so you have like a flashback to um, some of their kind of like little, their little teenage fling, which is very cute, and um, also just I don't know, very like evocative. Like it's very nice to kind of read and like dream of Italy and wish you were somewhere else <laughs> as you're reading it. Really, mm-hmm. um, especially when they're talking about the food. I don't know if that's just me, but <laughs> when I'm just <laughs> sat at home eating my like boring, boring plain food, and they're talking about like the sun in Italy and all this like nice like fresh bread and all the rest of it i'm like yeah, oh, that, yeah. that's where i would like yeah. to be right now yes <laughs> so um yes Cass is living with his aunt amara um they are quite um poor she's an, an artist and she's not having the best time um so they actually meet when Cass is stealing a loaf of bread and is almost caught um, and Dean steps in to kind of cover for him and pretend he was paying for the bread. Um, so he pays for it and then um, gives it to Cass and also like buys him um, like some kind of like treat from the bakery and shares it with him and they form a friendship that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is very cute and, and innocent. Like while they're younger, they have like a they like ride bikes and you know go to the beach and, and that kind of stuff. It's very cute. Um, and then eventually have like a, 
a first kiss in a tower in Italy and that kind of stuff. It's very cute. Um, and then the other half of the story is um, you see them when they are quite a bit older. I believe Dean's in his 30s. Um, it's 20 years later, so yeah, Dean's probably in his some type, somewhere in his mid-30s. Um, and he is kind of pushed by Sam um, somewhat inadvertently to sign up for a kind of online service to connect you with people that you kind of lost like in the past oh yeah um because he's kind of never really stopped thinking about Cass and you know he's never kind of settled into a relationship or anything like that and he just thinks well you know what what if um because even though they had promised to write um the letters from Cass dried up and then he didn't find out until many years later that it was actually that John had taken some of the letters and destroyed them um so he didn't find that out until far too many years later to be able to correct it so he signs up for this service um and he thinks it's gonna take a long time meanwhile starts chatting to another user of the service um called air quotes jimmy um yes (laughs) who is uh looking for somebody from in from his past as well um and you find out some some other things about Jimmy, obviously, and you also see Cass in the story. So we have both uh, points of view of them when they're adults, and you find out that Cass is living in America now. Um, he is actually living in uh, the same city as Dean, <laughs> um, because it was the only place that he had a connection to. He didn't deliberately kind of move there like to like stalk Dean necessarily but it was the only place that he felt like he had any kind of connection to to move there after his aunt passed um and he had actually tracked Dean down a few years before but had been kind of too kind of awkward about it to reach out to him because like didn't want to didn't want to kind of explain it didn't think that Dean would want to hear from him so didn't do anything about it So, yeah, the story is about how all that is resolved. There we go. <laughs> I thought that was the worst explanation oh. of a fic ever. But it's really adorable. It's so lovely. Um, it's it's very, like, I don't know, it was one of those fics where it was kind of like I could see it playing out in my mind's eye with all these, like, lovely beaches and blue seas and skies. It was wonderful. So. Awesome. <sighs> yeah. It was very, very sweet and lovely and very happy ending there's not there's not really even though there's like i would say a very mild angst for like two seconds <laughs> and then and then and then you get your you get your good stuff at the end and there's a lovely happy ending for everybody yeah so yeah i just i could have a couple where i could do just like quick fire sort of ones um i was going to mention um trapped by follow your energy because that's one i actually ended up going back and reading the oh, other day yeah. um because they threatened snow in my state and then of course it never happened because that's that's just what happens around here <laughs> um but this is actually a story where um there is a blizzard um it's it's a, a disaster story essentially um which does have a happy ending i will put that out there straight away um where Cass is trapped in a fallen building thanks to a blizzard uh Dean is a firefighter it's quite it's quite dramatic like it's written in such a way that it's kind of almost like a a timed countdown so it's it's 
quite gripping as you're reading it. Yeah. Like it's yeah, I find myself like kind of on the edge of my seat the first time I read it. Yes. <laughs> it was great. It was really well done. Um, I always think like Follow Your Energy to me like never misses. I love all of their stories, but this was one that stood out for me this year. I think because of that kind of like edge of your seatness <laughs> to it. Yeah, edge of your seatness. That's a word. <laughs> um, um, so I did want to mention that one because it came up again for me recently. I read it when it first posted and then I read it again recently because for some reason, as soon as I heard Snow, I was like, oh, I know exactly which fic I'm going to read. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes just have these associations. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to mention that one. That one is not super long. I think it's um, about 11,000 words, or just under 12, just under 12,000 words. And that is Trapped by Follow Your Energy. It is a happy ending. Um, even though it's a kind of disaster fic. Um, Firefighter Dean, uh, Chef Castiel, Mutual Pining, and it's set in Chicago, which is nice as well. One of my favourite cities. So, right. Yeah, I loved that one. Um, yeah. I'm also enjoying um, Follow Your Energy is posting a whip, which is a, um, a like an, a megaverse um, whip at the moment. Um, uh, Castile and Dean are true mates, but Dean does not believe in true mates, so it can't be true. And he um, is very against the whole idea. But if uh, they, you know, get they, if they go away from each other, like if they leave each other's, you know, more than a few meters, they go into some kind of rejection syndrome thing. So they they get they're both like getting really sick because neither of them are. You know, they, their bodies think that they're true mates, but, you know, Dean is adamant that he does not have a true mate. And, you know, it's 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 very angsty, um, but I know, like, I trust her that she's going to make it okay in the end, you know. So <laughs> I don't she's often... She's going to fix it for us. It'll be yeah, okay. yeah. I don't often read... Like, at the moment, I can't keep track of whips at all. But for, for this one, I have I have been... I made an effort to catch up and I'm, I'm following it. And... um. Oh my god! It is getting to the point where I do want to scream and smush their faces together, but um, I think we're nearly <laughs> there. Like I think it's nearly—I don't know how many chapters there are to go, but um, <laughs> something has to break. Yeah, yeah. It's just getting to the point where you're like, come on. Uh, yeah, you know, it's great as always. Beautifully written. Um, lots of big feels in this one. So uh, if you don't <laughs> want the angst unresolved, then wait for a few weeks until it's complete. Um, but yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I can definitely recommend that one as well. I had to, I had to pause for a bit, and once once we get a few more weeks under my belt, I'll return to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, the other one that's just about finished that is a whip that um, obviously I've been following it. It is uh, Trenchcoat Baby and CB Firestarters um, Whiplash. Um, it is a it's actually biological BDSM, which I've never read before, but I, I'm loving the way that they've done it. So it's like, um, it's kind of like ABO in a way that you are assigned, like your, your body presents as like a, a dominant or a submissive. And if you don't get that yeah. kind of interaction, um, you get sick, basically your levels of whatever hormone get too low and you get sick. So um, Dean goes into some kind of um, withdrawal type thing because he's a sub and he hasn't had a, a good dom that's helped him out. So he goes into this facility where Cass is the one of the sort of instructors for the 
like a dom who's an instructor and they um do form a bond and kind of there's there's a lot of angst in this one too a lot of kind of um i guess a really uh i don't know how to describe bdsm scenes good bdsm like you know consensual kind of safe bdsm like there's a lot there's also a lot of unsafe stuff in there that is clearly marked as you know potentially triggering and um i know it's not definitely not for everyone but they they obviously they do a great job of it they always do so um there's a there's just like one or two chapters to go i think now but you know i think they've both been really busy over christmas break so um it'll be coming sooner or later but if you want to get into um you know catching up binging up now then now's the time to do that so yeah yeah they always provide the good stuff when they team up so yes no that'll be a good one so the only other um biological dom subfic that i remember reading and really enjoying um was excuse me um the meaning on my skin by sultan halo oh yeah um that one is really good um that one is a little bit angsty and it's not so much obviously the the bdsm aspect is there um but that one is almost more i would say relationship based because it's has to be approached very differently um because um the way they meet is that dean is a tattoo artist and cass um goes to actually get his um, in this universe they have kind of a, a mark on their arm that indicates um, whether they're dominant or submissive or how they were born and, and yep. it's visible on their arm um, and Cass is actually choosing to have his mark tattooed over um, which obviously causes kind of a, a, an issue for Dean in whether he can or, or should pursue Cass at all so it's uh, a very good fic, I really enjoyed that one so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's uh, been not a lot of those fix around, but yeah, I would, I would recommend that one. That's a, a really good one. Mm-hmm. So, do I have any others? Oh, I was going to do um, a quick mention. It's kind of the, the beginning of a series, so I won't go into it too much in depth. Um, but I was going to mention Dean versus the Slow Burn by um, Desiree. Mm-hmm. So, um, anybody who has read her work before is probably familiar with her uh, Loved You Forever series which is kind of a it's more like a series of one shots there is a standalone fic at the beginning pretty much which you can read which is Dean and Cass um, having their initial getting together moment it's a friends to lovers kind of situation and then a series of I think it's off the top of my head I'm going to say it's about 20 different um, one shots which again could stand alone but follow along from that original story and are just kind of timestamps um, of different different stories different things that happen um, this new series is kind of almost like a canon version of that that start, begins from the finale or from I would say somewhere kind of after about episode 19 um it's a, a cast comes back they get their shit together <laughs> dean gets his head out of his ass no not quite that much but um jack in this story when he fixed the world um brought back cast as well so he put kind of put cast back automatically as a part of that process there was never a question of 
whether Cass would be brought back or not. So by the time Sam and Dean return to the bunker, Cass is there. Um, he's actually just, you know, chilling in uh, Dean's bed in hot dog pajama pants <laughs> with a note written by Jack next to him that he'll probably be asleep for a day or two. <laughs> um and the story evolves from there. Um, the, the first, I think, two stories of the series are already posted. There's, it's um, one of those things that um, as inspiration strikes and new stories arrive, I'm sure that um, Desiree will add new one-shots over time. But it's perfectly, you know, the, the initial story is readable as is. And if that's all people want to read as a fix-it fic, then they can go ahead and do that or they can subscribe to the whole series and get kind of a long kind of more established relationship sort of story going mm-hmm. um but the first one is incredibly cute just the image of dean going into his room and just stumbling across Cass in hot dog pajama pants asleep on his bed is wonderful yeah. um, <laughs> i i like that one it's it's adorable um it is a human um Cass story it's definitely um, a good one for anybody who enjoys that kind of trope and that way of fixing the finale um, which I'm quite fond of so I do like that one yeah. and I think yeah, the first one is Dean versus the slow burn and then I think the next one is um, Cass versus the Pillsbury can which is a little bit of humour for Thanksgiving in the second one <laughs> and the whole the series as a whole is the Cass versus Humanity series so just wanted to give that one a little mention and then I think my final shout out is going to be something just for fun so I very very recently read this one this is a story by Wanna Live in Dean's Dimples and it's called Don't Worry Sammy You Can Be the Butler (laughs) (laughs) so this is just a fun yeah it's just a fun like a meet cute sort of story um about um i believe they are all kind of teen late i would say late teenaged late teenaged that's hard to say (laughs) um um, sam at least is still in school um i think dean might be kind of early college age that kind of thing um they're all living with mary still and they meet Cass coming out of the library when he is walking with a pile of books and he trips over and Dean catches him so mm. it's, it's very cute and simple but the thing that makes this this story great is the entire thing is just one long banter between Dean Sam and Cass where almost the moment that they meet Cass just teams up with Dean against Sam <laughs> and it's just like brotherly teasing about how um, Cass and Dean are going to get married now and but don't worry Sam it'll be just fine you can move in with us and be the butler uh. um, it, it, it's very funny and just light hearted and silly but at the same time it's quite like an enjoyable cute little story and quite hot in places yeah. Um. so yeah very very enjoyable just a little bit of fun um, something that I read recently and but it's one of those things that's kind of I've found sticking in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I should mention that one. One of those ones that stays there and rattles around for a while. So. I love those ones. Yeah. Just like the vegetable one. Um, 
<laughs> maybe, maybe not. I think that one rattles around for slightly different reasons, but like <laughs> yes. all valid reasons. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give one more shout out. Um, and this is because um, it's more of a, like a, a salute to a fellow podcast. Um, I caught up and I didn't listen to every episode, but I caught up with Monster of the Week podcasts in the last few months um, because they have been watching like Supernatural from the beginning and posting uh, like podcasting about each episode and discussing um, as it's gone along and it is they are in oh I want to say up to like episode 15 or something of season 15 now it's nearly over maybe not that many it's it's just amazing I, I don't know how they've done it but they they say they have not been spoiled for the ending they don't know what is coming they must know some of the ending Ow. because surely you can't get away. like they're on twitter and you can't get away from it <laughs> but anyway most of the stuff that's happening in season 15 they've not heard of it before they actually watched so it's really interesting to see their reactions and to each episode as they um go through so they got up to like um to the the episode with Mrs. Butters, um, you know the wood nymph oh, one, okay. and they're like, oh yeah, this is where COVID had you know made them have a break, and yeah, but we we got like the last episode was Jack just getting his soul back and being in tears, and then we came back after all that huge break, and we got this wood nymph episode. <laughs> I just just brought that all back anyway. <laughs> Salt aside, um, back the trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so they, they, they are watching season 15 or in one, you know, week, a week at a time, which actually kind of, it probably makes more sense in a narrative way than, than us having to wait for seven months in the middle of it, you know, but yeah, they're approaching yeah, it and uh, that's probably true, but they are, um, you know, Destiel positive. They're okay with shipping. Um, and just really funny, like two guys just shooting the shit basically for a lot of the show but um very hilarious um and reactions to things and they've got in jokes in there that they've i'm sure they've been carrying over for multiple seasons and i haven't gone back far enough to to get everything but it does seem like they've got a really devoted kind of following who um who know all that stuff so yeah thanks for um a new fun thing to listen to you guys and i i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how the ending uh you know their reaction to what happens at the end <laughs> not long to wait now yeah oh watching other people's reactions to the finale or listening to them or even just you know if i, if I come across a casual viewer in my day-to-day -day life yeah yeah <laughs> i'm always just interesting. like yeah so... <laughs> so what did you think so what did you think of the finale yeah. go? <laughs> and it's like you know that there's pain coming and be like I don't know I don't know what to tell like I can't warn you that there's pain coming <laughs> uh, they're never gonna hear they're never gonna, well, hopefully they won't listen to this so they won't hear me saying this but yeah there's pain coming <sighs> yep anyway recommend it if you want to if you need something to listen to that's and you've caught up on all our episodes of course go back and <laughs> do that <laughs> something to fill the time until we release another one <laughs> <laughs> sure Okay, so I think that's all of the fix that we were going to mention. Um, uh, what have you got coming up this year in terms of writing? Are you going to be publishing anything soon? Or 
what's coming up? Yeah, I've actually got quite a few things coming up. Um, just because I did take kind of a hiatus from posting things at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So I have a few half-written things to finish up and post, a few finished things to edit and post, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and several other things. So very shortly I will be starting to post um, a quite sizable um, serial thick, um, which is a enemies to lovers kind of how to even begin explaining this <laughs> the, 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 the person who uh, prompted this gave me so much deliciousness to work with with all of these tropes that I kind of ran away with it and um, it exploded into something quite huge um, it is a BDSM enemies to lovers college archaeologists <sighs> yeah that, those those are all the tropes I'm going to go yeah I'm not going to I'm actually not going to spoil any more than that um there's plot there's um quite a lot of smut in this one <laughs> excellent yes um and um there is an eventual happy ending but there's definitely it uh there's a bit of a rocky ride to get there in this one <laughs> awesome um but it's also a lot of fun it's 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 a lot of fun um enemies to lovers is fun to write as is the bdsm stuff and as is everything else that they got going on (laughs) any excuse to get dean an indiana jones hat really that's my that's my goal in life (laughs) yeah so that's my next really big thing that i have coming up um before that i have a few timestamps i have a rush into the altar timestamp and other things <laughs> I'm hoping that some people will be excited about the Russian to the Altar timestamp just because I've been getting the same question about that series for a long time and this timestamp finally answers that question so I'm excited hoping that that means I'm hoping that means people will enjoy it so yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see Oh, and I also have at least uh, two more Hold On Holy Ghost chapters that need to go up. So Awesome. Yeah. So what have you got for me? <laughs> See, I am uh, armpit deep in my Pine Fest, which we'll be posting in March. Um, yes. I'm, I'm not allowed to reveal much about it until the promos come out, which won't be too far away. They're only a couple of weeks away. But I can say that it is set in season eight. Oh shit how do i not know which season, season purgatory is? i've been re-watching <laughs> no, right, it over and over again what? oh yeah eight yeah no it is eight uh so <laughs> season eight um you know purgatory and afterwards so it's a canon it's not it's compliant canon compliant and uh, a little bit you know um divergent but not for a while <laughs> so yeah well i for one am very excited for it it's so. it's a lot of fun i love the purgatory arc and it's like one of the the big sort of destial confirming scenes for me so <laughs> i'm i'm excited to get that one out there um yeah i I love that like whole arc and thing in general so I'm really excited to see your take on that kind of stuff so very Thank excited. Thank you, not too long to go for that one. 
Yay. Apart from that, I don't have a lot on the books, to be honest. Like, I've got heaps of stuff that I could write, but I haven't decided or anything yet. So I really need to finish oh, writing. Oh, um, good. I was going to say, oh, good. That means I can yeah. grab you to write other things. Oh, yeah. No, we've oh, got definitely some Felix. Always got things planned, haven't we? Uh, well, I'll have to make I'll have to make you promise me to squeeze at least one Felix chapter in there. Just, yes, yes, just, yes, to, yes, just to keep definitely. me fed for for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Lots of fanfic projects up my sleeve this year, and some some other other projects that are fandom related, but not directly fanfic, which will be fun as well. So, and lots of podcast episodes. We yeah, we've got plenty <laughs> planned. Definitely plenty planned. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so you can find. I'm going to try and collect a list of all the all of the fix that we've talked about in this episode. <laughs> um, I'll post them on uh, mixtapebookclub.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, tell us how your your 2021 went. Actually, no, don't tell that because everyone had a terrible 2021. And, you know, I feel like we've just <laughs> yeah. been complaining just for the entire don't year. Tell us. So just tell you what, tell us what your ideal 2021 would have been. Oh. Just lie. Make it up. Yeah. Turn it into <laughs> a 50,000 word fanfic featuring Dean and Cass. And then tell us about that. And then also, you, please tell yeah. us your favorite fic that you've read in the last year as well. That We can take all the recommendations. Yeah. Um, you can email us, contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Or you can get us on social media. You know where to find us. Um, <laughs> we are also in Profound Bond Discord server um, in our channel there. So come and tell us what you thought of uh, Fix last year. And for our next episode, if you would like to join us, we are going to be diving into the exciting world of BDSM Fix. Yes. I feel like this one's been a long time coming. I mean, we've definitely talked about plenty. As, of... That was not meant as an awkward edging pun, but that, now I'm re-hearing it back in my head. It could be. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Missed that completely. Um, we've talked uh, about to be, to like some that. of them before. Like we talked about plenty of um, BDSM fix before, but not in one episode before. So. Yeah, not specifically. So we yeah. can go ahead and put a big old not safe for work warning on that one right from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, but I think that one will be a lot of fun because there's some really good, well-written BDSM fix out there that we can dig into, I think. Yep. We're going to have a fun couple of weeks reading. I know. <laughs> we will. <laughs> um, so thank you, everyone. And especially thank you for everyone for listening in the last year. We appreciate your support. And thank you for, if you've shared our episodes or told other people about um, the podcast. We really appreciate that. We've had like... Only nearly 11,000 listens uh, all together since we started, which wasn't much more than a year ago. Um, and yeah. yeah. What was it? Across 52 countries? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Countries? Yeah. Which just blows my mind that there are people listening in that many different countries of the world. So. Yes. Amazing. Thank you. So thank you. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Thank you.